Then we have a bit of a ritual here that I show you. I'm going to preach from this Bible. And uh, what's so special about this Bible, Pastor Keith? Well, let's read what it says. Bible. What I usually do is preach from the Bible that Bentley Baptist gave us 30 years ago when Stephanie and I got married. But uh, it's the other Bible, so I goofed there. Never mind. But the thoughts uh, meant a lot. And so it's been 18 months since we've been here. And uh, but glad you've asked us over. And We've got a special visitor this morning. We're going to introduce him to introduce you to him, and uh, his name's Matthew, and he's he's he wrote the first book of the Bible. You may say, "Oh, where is he, Pastor Keith?" Oh, I can't see him in the audience here, so we have, we'll just have to imagine. And so, what I've got here is a shawl, and Pastor Keith's going to act as Matthew, a Talith. Okay, Talith for Keith. Pastor Keith's going to act as Matthew, and we're going to interview, Pastor Keith's going to interview Matthew. I don't know how it's going to go, but let's see, let's see what Matthew's got to say about his book and uh, about the first chapter in his book, because it has about a family tree. Yeah, it looks like an olive tree, eh? But it's going about a family tree that Jesus wants to set, uh, Matthew wants to set right uh, about Jesus at, before, at the beginning of his book. So let's ask Matthew, eh? He's got his shawl here, he's Tilly. Well, thank you, Pastor Keith. It's good to be here. And uh, I've come a long way. And I really like the, uh, the Noongar welcome you gave me. And also Stephanie singing that lovely song and the, the communion head. Yes, I remember the, the night that Jesus was betrayed. It was quite a, a very moving time. And uh, uh, thank you for inviting me. And I, wanna, I wanted to make clear in my first chapter of my book that there are three proofs essential for us Jewish Christians to really believe. And that was the biological proof of, Je of who Jesus was, and then there's the tribal proof, and there's the priestly proof. Oh, thanks, uh, Matthew, that's great. And can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, so just to, some, some of the audience may not know who you are, but it'd uh, be great if you, how you met Jesus, for instance. It's a real pleasure to uh, talk about the time. I've got a little help here. That'll... Thank you. Oh, it's a bit long way away. Yeah. Yes, thank you, uh, brothers. Good to have an, have an, have an offside, right? Yes, I met Jesus when I was working my tax table. And I was pretty shrewd. I was pretty clever. I thought I was. And I got the books right. I was a very uh, hard worker. Sometimes I would put the money in my pocket, you know, being a Jewish person and taxes, and I would, I would tax, the, tax our own mob, and I'd put some money in my pocket. Until one day Jesus came along and said, Matthew, you come and follow me. And so I've been following him ever since. And I'm glad that Jesus looked at my situation, accepted who I was, 
forgave me, and then I've decided to follow him. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you, Matthew. That was very good. And uh, would you like to read the first chapter of your book there, Matthew? Yes. Sure, I can write it. I should know it off by heart, eh? But... Props here in the church, it's really nice. Yes. Well, here's the the first chapter that I wrote. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Jacob, Isaac. I'm going to rattle off a few names here now, Bentley. Okay. Isaac begot uh, Jacob, and Jacob begot Judah, and his brothers. Judah begot Perez, and Zerah by Tamar. Perez begot Hezron, Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot uh, Aminadab, Aminadab begot Nashon, and Nashon begot Salmon. Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab. Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. Ob Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David the king. David the king begot Solomon by her who had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon begot Rehoboam, Rehoboam begot Abijah, Abijah begot Asa, Asa begot Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat begot Joram, and Joram begot Uzziah, Uzziah begot Jotham, Jotham begot Ahaz, and Ahaz begot Hezekiah, Hezekiah begot Manasseh, Manasseh begot Amon, and Amon begot Josiah, Josiah begot Jeconiah and his brother about the time they were carried away to Babylon. Verse 12 of my book here, first chapter. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconiah begot Shealtiel, and Shealtiel begot Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel begot Abiad, Abiad begot Eliakim, and Eliakim begot Azor, and Azor begot Zadok, Zadok begot Achim, and Achim begot Eliad, Eliad begot Eliezer, Eliezer begot Mathan, and Mathan begot Jacob. And keep, I'm still there. Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who was called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations from David until the captivity of, in Babylon. And 14 generations and from the captivity in Babylon until the Christ, until the Christ, as 14 generations. Now the birth of Christ was as follows. After, he, after his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, they was, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his, his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, 
did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took him to took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. We'll be right now, Matthew. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Brother Fred. Yeah. Well, thanks, Matthew. That was really good. Now, you said earlier that you wanted the three proofs and uh, let me just go over them. The three proofs were the biological proof and I saw that, that yes, you related to, jo to all those names and right through to, to uh, David. And there's the tribal proof, yeah, the tribe of David, tribe of Judah, that's good. Then there's a priestly group and uh, that's, so a person had to know what, uh, whether they were qualified to be a priest, whether they were qualified to do religious services and duties. And so I noticed also in the, the in uh, your book there when when uh, Jesus comes to his when when Jesus comes to his hometown Matthew and uh, you wrote something there and uh, I know it's written in in Matthew in Luke but also I want to try to catch the reading in in Matthew but it looks like I haven't got it here but and uh, but this is what happened hey and when he had come to his own country he taught them in their synagogues so that they were astonished and said where, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works is this not the carpenter's son is not his mother called Mary and his brother James Joseph Simon and Judas and his sisters are they not all with us what then did this man get all these things where did the, then did this man get all these things? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Now he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. What do you think about that, Matthew? Well, let me find my talith. Now that's true, uh, Brother Keith, Pastor Keith, that's true. And... Uh, and that's why I particularly wanted in the first chapter to show the biological proof, the tribal proof, and the priestly, uh, priestly uh, proof. And you can see that, uh, let's go first uh, to this, the biological proof. Okay. Our people want to know whether you're a fair dinkum Israelite. They really want to know whether you come from the biological line of King David. Before your priest will get up and talk like that in the synagogue, they want to know. That's why I wrote this biological proof. And the family tree, you can see it's broken down into three groups. There's the, in uh, from verses 2 to 5, where David's throne is established. And it starts at the Abrahamic covenant, where it's cut, where the Abrahamic covenant is formed. Then David is, is, is pushed aside in verses 6 to 11 and taken, all his mob taken to Babylon. And then the Davidic covenant there is formed through King David. Then there's the group 3, that's from verses 12 to 16, which you read, Pastor Keith. The throne is confirmed in the coming of the Messiah. Finally, a new covenant is cut or formed. And I really want people to know that Jesus is this last covenant. I want to know my people that Jesus fulfills this last covenant. He is the Messiah. And to do that, I had to show that Jesus lined up with the, with, with the same line as David. And he's the Messiah that the, that the line of David was looking for. And uh, Okay, well, thanks. That's great. Now, what kind of things did the Messiah have to do that was coming in the line of David? Well, he had to do miracles. People were expecting that. He had to deliver people from uh, bad spirits. And he had to be a great teacher. And that's what Jesus did. And he went around the local area, around, around Galilee, where he lived. 
and he was very popular. He's very popular, and, and his fame spread everywhere. That people were sick, people were brought to him, and the lame were brought to him, and he was able to preach around the different synagogues too for about two or three years there, and because of that. I noticed also, uh, Matthew, that uh, you've got very unusual in the in the Jewish genealogy. You've got five women mentioned. Usually, it's just the men folk. Well, why is this? I mean, what's significant about the the women folk being mentioned? Well, we sang earlier. I heard your song sing about the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and so that's what he is. God is very gracious, and he includes the outcast, includes those who aren't Jewish people. Includes those who've done wrong into his family. And that's what happened with Tamar. She was involved in a scandal with her father-in-law, Judah. There was Rahab, the harlot, eh, in Jericho. She was accepted because of her faith in, in Jesus and the Joshua mob. And there was Ruth, who was an outcast. She was a Moabite, the terrible background of the Moabites. But also there was Bathsheba. Hey, she, had been, she was the wife of Uriah. And she had, been, she had done something wrong with, with David, eh, family-wise. And uh, so with all this, it, God wants to make sure that even though you're an outcast, even though you've done something wrong, God still wants you to come into his home, come to be part of his family, he invites us, and you can be by faith if you stick with it, if you persevere in him. Well, thank you there. That's pretty powerful there, uh, Matthew. Thanks for telling us that. Now, what about the tribal uh, identity? Yes, well... Yes, I've shown that the Israelites descended from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And you know, Jacob had 12 sons, and that became 12 tribes. And that's where the tribal story starts. And uh, particularly about Jacob, he wrestled all night with, with a man. They, the Bible says a man, but he's really uh, God's man. He was really the angel of the Lord. He was really the second part of the Trinity. He was the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ. And he wrestled all night and he struggled, you know, that, that, and the angel could have just won the battle straight away, but uh, although he was pushed away a few times, dear Jacob, he came back and persevered with the angel and rested all night. And so because of that, he said, uh, he said leave me, because and the angel was going to say, did say, leave me because it's becoming night, uh, morning time now. And, but Jacob hung on to him, no, only if you give, give me a blessing. And so... The blessing came with pain, a reminder, and uh, uh, the angel of God, Jesus Christ, the pre-incarnate Christ, touched his hip, became out of joint, and he walked away with a limp for the rest of his life hey, to show that he had wrestled with God and had succeeded. You know, beloved, sometimes we wrestle with God in our faith. And uh, be like Jacob, eh? Don't give up. You may be pushed away by God's folks. You may feel pushed away by Jesus by the word of God. Oh, he doesn't like me. God is convicting me about this sin and I'm, 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 I don't know what to do. Persevere with God. Wrestle with God in prayer and in praise. Keep singing praises to God. Keep coming along to church. Keep having your prayer and Bible studies because God wants to bless you. Then you may come back after that with a battle. You may have a bit of a wound. You know? I mean, I've got to... Uh, I wandered away from the from the Lord for a while, for about five years, until I, I was riding this horse bareback without a saddle, thinking I was on top of the king of the castle. And then, then we are going up this hill, and I said, oh, I'll stop. the horse will stop at the first gate. But the first gate was open. The horse kept galloping. 
I said, oh, you'll stop at the second gate. And I'd just jump off. No worries about that. I'm young and fit. And so he, but the second gate was open. I said, oh, and then the third gate, that, that was shut. That was open. And I said, oh, what are we going to do here? And the, the horse kept galloping. And he come to a clump of trees. I said, oh, I know what he's going to do. He's going to turn, swerve, and I'll just jump off and on, to, on my feet. And uh, so but the horse did swerve. He swerved very quickly. I jumped off and I kept rolling, rolling, rolling and hit the trunk of a tree in my hip. And now I've got a reminder of that, eh? Of a couple of scars here where I was in hospital for about four, four days and the bruised blood was, was bled out of me. But I've got a reminder of that pain where I tried to wander away from the Lord for about five years. And I said, Lord, that's a reminder that I've got to not do those kind of things, eh? I've got to re keep wrestling with him, come back to you. Hey, God does leave a little mark like that. And uh, when Jesus came back from the, from risen from the dead, hey, Thomas would didn't believe. And then he, Jesus said, look at my nail prints here. Thomas, feel it inside, eh? And don't you believe now? He said, oh, my Lord and my God, said Thomas. And, and Jesus said, well, blessed are you, Thomas, because you've heard and seen and felt but blessed are those here, and this building include Bentley Baptist, who believe they haven't seen the, the prince in his hand, haven't seen, felt the, the, the spear in his side, but they still believe, eh? So that's great. Oh, well, that's great. You've told, talked about the biological proof, the tribal identity, tri tribal proof. Now, what about this um, priestly qualification? How did Jesus feel when he... What, what kind of boldness did he have to get up in his hometown church and read the scriptures like that and say that there and then in, in the faces of the people, look, I fulfill the scriptures here. I am the Messiah and uh, all that's written here in, in Isaiah, I fulfill. How, how did Jesus feel that? Well, he, he was convicted. He knew that he was the son of God. His father was the heavenly father. He was born of the Holy Spirit. I wrote that in the first chapter there. He's born of the Holy Spirit, and uh, his mother nurtured, nurtured him, and his father nurtured him to be in the, in the good, in the favour of man and of God, and so he was, uh, he was, uh, he was, he knew that he was belonged. He was a saviour. He was going to fulfil the messianic uh, duties. But, but uh, uh, Matthew, he didn't go to the, the to the. Uh, the theological college at Jerusalem. He wasn't taught by a rabbi, and uh, you know, and he uh, he, he didn't uh, really belong to the to the uh, didn't mix around with the. He's just Joseph's son, you know. And there's a bit bit of doubt about his 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 fatherhood, really. A big question about him, but he's the legal status of Joseph. So, what do you think about that, uh, Matthew? Yes, that was some of the rumours that were spread around. It was wrong rumours, but, but, but even some of his own brothers and sisters didn't believe until he rose from the dead. I think that's the clearest thing. When he rose from the dead, they could see, ah, he is the son of God. He's filled with power and he rose with power and he broke the power of sin and, and shame in our, in our lives. And so that's why he's, he's, he has the priestly uh, qualifications. And also I know that the book of Hebrews was written. It, it introduces there in... in uh, Matthew, uh, Hebrews chapter 2 uh, talks about Jesus was made flesh and blood and like us he died but he, this is what he did he destroyed him who had the power of death this is from uh, Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 uh, to and, and 15 
he with the power of death that is the devil and to and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage for indeed he does not give aid to angels but but he does give aid to the seed of abraham therefore in all this he he had to be made like his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest to make propitiation for the sins of the people from that he himself has suffered being tempted he is able to do, to aid those give support comfort those who are tempted oh i see so he's he can he is the merciful and high priest he identified with us he had to come down to earth to live among us and die for us feel our aches and pains he did get hungry he did get sleepy he did feel the pains of those nails in his hands and his feet yes oh i see what that means he was made propitiation he he he, he uh he satisfied the claims of the holy and righteous God, eh? Against many of us lawless people, eh? He stood in our place. And, uh, well, that's wonderful. And so that means then that, uh, what, is, what does it say further on in Hebrews chapter 4, uh, Matthew? Seeing, that, seeing then that we have a great high priest that's, who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who can, cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hallelujah. Eh? Hebrews 4, 14 to 16. Oh, that's pretty powerful there. Matthew, what you just said. And uh, do you know anything about Paul's writing? It's in 2 Corinthians 5, 19. Oh, yes, I've read that. What does it, what does it say? And I'd like you to conclude with this. Is that all right, Matthew? Yes, that, yes that's all right. And First, Second Corinthians 5.19, which the Apostle Paul wrote, that is that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to, for us the word of reconciliation. So, so, Pastor Keith, Christ committed to me the word of reconciliation, and he, um, he passed it on to you. And also he's passed it on to the... Bentley people, all the rows here, all the people not here, we have this ministry of reconciliation. Is this reconciliation week we're celebrating here? Yes, it is, Matthew. Okay, well, let's get on with it. Let's carry on the word of reconciliation, eh? And reconciliation, that means that we were once enemies, but we've made peace with God. Hey, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin, all shame, all stain, and all those bad rumors they say about us. Hey, God's dealt with that. And, uh, and so I'll, I'll close with this, uh, Pastor Keith. And uh, it's, it's, part, it's from the, the Beatitudes that I wrote when Jesus preached on the plains. And uh, it's a beautiful, the Beatitudes of Matthew 5, 1 to 10. And it means that there's a tremendous blessing if we, that Jesus offers us if we keep trusting in Jesus. We may be poor in spirit, but then the kingdom of God is ours. We may mourn, but we will be comforted. We are meek, but we shall inherit the earth. We are merciful, so we shall obtain mercy. We will stay pure in heart, for then we shall see God. We shall be peacemakers, for then we shall be called the sons of God. We may be persecuted for the righteousness sake, but ours is the kingdom of God. And that's what I wrote, Pastor Keith about my whole book, the Gospel of Matthew. Yes, I've talked about the biological proof, the tribal proof, the, the, uh, the uh, priestly proof, but also that Jesus came and he preached the kingdom of God to us here. 
and that we, that's the whole, that's, oh, that's what I emphasized in my book of uh, my first gospel there, the gospel of Matthew, that the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of God is hand. Well, thank you. That was really helpful, uh, Matthew. I'll remember that. Thank you very much. And uh, would you like to close in prayer? Yes, all right. Yes, all right. And can I close in the priestly prayer? And uh, that we, we Jewish people know it from, uh, from the book of Numbers. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen and amen. Hallelujah.